I'm here. We're live streaming. It's Saturday morning for me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being here. A special guest today, Tom Buck. We'll talk all about him and podcasting and YouTubing and all this stuff. Let's just bring him in. He's ready. And I'm jealous. Yay. Look at that set. Oh, <laughs> good morning. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for coming on the live stream. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I've I'm honored. I watch every week, watch all the videos, been watching. We just talking about it and watching your videos for years and years and years. This is very, very cool. Wow. Well, I don't know how I found you, but all of a sudden somebody mentioned you or saw something posted on Twitter and I went over to your YouTube channel and went, wow, I need to really up my game, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember, I think you left the comment and I was like, <gasps> you know, when you, when you start a channel, you start getting comments from people that you you know it, it's a very big moment yeah yeah i uh remember i don't know if you know darius Britt, mm -hmm. d for darius i remember yeah. he came over to i think it was my green screen video or one of these videos <laughs> five years ago started commenting and hooking up and i was like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i have made it anyway what's really cool we'll go into the podcasting in a minute you've gone full-time from teaching let's hear the story Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was a high school teacher for 11 years and I spent nine of those years teaching digital media up until this past March. And, you know, that was great. It was awesome. I worked at two different schools. I built up two different programs. I was super proud of them because it wasn't just like a random elective, but they were full on multi-year programs trying to give students like actual real world experience and some skills. And we had such cool gear you can see you know some videos on my channel show some of that stuff and it's like is a very cool setup and and the stuff that we were able to do but teaching is hard and exhausting and uh you know this thing happened it was a pandemic i don't know if you guys heard about it but it made things kind of <laughs> difficult and uh after teaching online for a year it was just sort of i had started my channel about four years ago as a way of trying to just create stuff on my own that wasn't related to work and it grew over those four years, was starting to generate revenue. And it was kind of like it had gotten to the point where it was like two full time jobs and it was just not sustainable. And I knew that my dream would one day be to make the transition. And uh, finally, it just sort of everything lined up maybe sooner than I would have expected and just made the leap this year. And now it's full time, full time YouTube and uh, I'd say podcasting, but that generates no money for me. <laughs> so it's full time YouTube. Yeah, and it's been it's just been very very cool, and it's pretty surreal. And the last person, I'm so timid when it comes to making big choices like that. That I'm the last person I would ever thought he'd be like, I would do full time YouTube and give up this like stable paycheck. But here we are. Wow. And hey, I know someone's here. Oh, um, there she is. That would be my wife. That would be your wife. Who I met on YouTube. So the algorithm uh, brought us <laughs> together. So as much as I, it's fun to hate on the algorithm. It. Showed me what I needed to see when I needed to see it. <laughs> if YouTube adds a dating algorithm, I'm going to die, dude. <laughs> it, hey, I would, you know what? I would put those ads on my channel because it worked. Oh, there it is. Look, sure. look at all this goodness up here. Oh, and all these videos. Let's go to the videos. Look at that. 68,000 subscribers. The dude is cranking. That's look at thing. all these freaking videos. You to man. I tell my uh, Thank you. YouTube Academy students this all the time. Blah, blah, blah. I got it. Just make videos. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what you, that's all it is. Like you can sit there and stare at the numbers. You can sit there and strategize, but it's like, just make the next video. The thing too, prior to YouTube was I would spend, I would basically never make anything. And if I did, it was kind of like client projects that would take weeks or sometimes months to do. And YouTube where it's like, you could wake up, have an idea, create it, and then put it out in the same day if you want to is like, that was huge and getting over trying to make everything perfect because it never will be. I mean, YouTube was such a good boot camp for, for that kind of stuff. Totally. Jake Sloan is here, our drone guy. Uh-oh. We have crazy similar backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to his channel, it blew my mind because I look at his lighting and his background and I'm just like, I don't know. I like the, uh, the it's, it's, there's like, there seems to be overlap between people who like video production stuff and people who also like have instruments and things. Cause I've seen this popping up where it's like, yeah. And even if the channel's not about music or anything, there's a drum set at the back of all my videos. That is not what my channel's about. <laughs> I don't know if that's smart or not. But. I totally want to hear you play the drums. Hey, look at this. Sound speeds is here too. This is another, <laughs> this dude, big brains. He's a pro full-time Big movies and TV boom up already. You should check them out. Anyway, we're here to talk about podcasting. I know Tom's like, I mean, his YouTube channel like boom, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well done, man. Um, but we're here to talk about podcasting because because I'm interested in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the best reason to talk about it. I know you've been podcasting. How long has it been? I've been doing my own for uh, like two and a half years, um, but I've been producing them for other people since 2014. So well, seven years. Yeah. Back from when it was like you didn't have all these cool things like Buzzsprout or Anchor where you can just easily put your stuff out there. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like a nightmare to distribute a show. And now it's so easy and it's so accessible. Everybody should do it. I guess everybody kind of is because there are a lot of podcasts out there. I started a long time ago and posted a couple. And I just started back up after mm-hmm. taking your course. But the question I have is either now or in the future, especially for people doing YouTube. Right now, it's basically kind of a hobby horse for me. Are there any real benefits like doing a podcast? There are a lot. And it kind of depends on what you're, what you're going for. So like you mentioned my course, The Podcaster Playbook, Shameless Plug, where I, I don't talk about monetization at all, even though you completely can monetize podcasts. But that's so it's so far down the the road after you start your podcast that like getting into the rhythm and, and that kind of stuff is so much more important. So there, there could be financial benefits and we can talk about that. But the other ones are, it's a really cool format where depending on how you want to structure your show, you can do something that you really can't do anywhere else, which is why I originally started my own was because I was teaching. And even with great students, you, you can't get one or two sentences without an interruption because someone's going to be talking or the phone will ring or somebody will walk in. And I just felt like a crazy person because I'd spend my whole day after every other sentence, like the next thing we need to do is, and you just have to wait. Okay. And then the next, and it's just, you feel crazy. And then I'm making YouTube videos, which I love, but YouTube generally likes things to be very concise and cut down. And so it's like, Sometimes I'd go off on a little thing for a few minutes in a video and be like, mm, I'm going to cut that out. No one's going to need that there. Whereas the podcast was a place where I could sit down, take an idea and explore it in a long format way. And the thing about podcast listeners is that th- there will be fewer of them than other platforms. Like your podcast numbers probably wouldn't compare to like YouTube numbers or TikTok numbers or whatever. However, 
the person who listens to your podcast and sticks with it through the end, they're really like a quality listener. Like they're in it, they're thinking about it. They're the people who will send you messages and, and respond. And it's that kind of like community building part of podcasting is something I didn't expect. I didn't expect anyone to listen <laughs> at all. But that part has been huge. And you don't need a lot of people to get that where people are, are listening, they're getting something out of it, and they're letting you know that they got something out of it. I didn't realize this, but not everybody is walking around, driving around in their car, maybe not so much right now, <laughs> but they still want to consume content or learn mm -hmm. something. So podcasts, they can listen to it. They don't get pulled over by the cops because they're watching YouTube. On their I know that I get really excited when a podcast I follow posts like an extra long episode. I'm like, yes, even if I listen to it over like multiple days, it's great. It's just a different muscle that you get to exercise. Before I get on to the next question, your opinion on this, I'm not a real fan of Clubhouse. There's a lot of blah, blah on there. And there's some good people on there too. But unlike a podcast or live streams, which I missed all the time, as you know, <laughs> it starts and then it's like at a certain time. And I'm really busy. I don't have time to that. Any opinions on Clubhouse? I, I have not been on Clubhouse in a while. I was spending a bit of time there when it launched and everyone was going crazy on it. And I was finding I could have these really cool organic interactions. It wasn't like to replace podcasting, but you could talk to people that were kind of harder to access otherwise, or you could interact with people. I had like these really cool conversations and really cool experiences on there that I don't think I could have had on any, any other platform. But lately, it sort of seems like the times that I pop in there, it is much more like this room is at this time on these days. It's almost like people kind of crack the code, it seems like, and it's everyone knows how to use it strategically and, and it's a marketing tool. And it's like, I don't know, it was fun when we were just hanging out, like having conversations. Run, run through your cameras. This is going to be fun. Yeah, there we go. So here's my room. Uh, it's very familiar. There's 13 lights in here. I did a lighting tour video um, and people were getting really weird about like, your lighting bill must be crazy. And I'm like, these are all LED lights. Like they don't, they take no energy hardly and the temperature doesn't rise or anything. But I've got the A7S III, which I'm learning is, is my new camera and I'm really liking it so far. Uh, what else do I got? I've got the wide angle here, which is a GoPro. Got another GoPro here. Just because usually this is the one we use under our table during my wife and I, we do a stream and this is like the one that shows our dogs. <laughs> I've got a handy cam over here that I just found in the well, dug out of the closet. Another handy cam here. And then I've got camera to kind of show some of the mess. And then I've got a, uh, a wireless, there we go, a wireless camera in case I want to vlog, you know, during, during the live stream. So there's no need for any of this because most of the time I will just stay on this one camera. This anyway. is just the overhead thing. And then I move that dude around just for the heck of it but you're right usually i'm just like this i like that behind over the shoulder shot where you can see almost like your point of view of everything that's cool this i one? think yeah i think i kind of want to steal that idea i have a veripole up here and i might steal that it. idea yeah i think it might affiliate link below <laughs> <laughs> it's tough self-evaluation i think everybody not everybody i hate generalities that's great Everybody has that self-evaluation and picky picky thing on their self. I do the same thing. Like I'm sitting here going, okay, I need to do something with my headphones. His background is much brighter. It's much clearer. <laughs> He's got that really cool shirt, which by the way, matches. Look at that exact thing. That's like my all his stuff shirt. matches the guitar. And <laughs> if you guys are watching the podcast, oh yeah, it's supposed to be about podcasting. <laughs> it looks awesome. Well, thank you. From Robert Shaver. I know Robert. It's a good guy. It's a writer. What is the best length 
for a podcast. One of my favorites is, well, there you go, Writing Excuses, which is only 15 minutes long. Another is Twit, which is two hours or more. Pros or cons? That's a great question. That is a really good question. Um, and I've gotten that question a lot. And I, I always give the same answer I give when people talk about YouTube videos, which is it should be as the podcast should be as long as it needs to be. Some people love long podcasts and some people love short ones. It kind of depends on your audience. I know for me personally, I love longer podcasts. And if a podcast I follow puts out a shorter episode, like 15 minutes, I might not watch it because I do like to do other things while I'm doing it. I don't want to have to stop after 10 minutes and like switch to another thing. However, if your audience is all about like every day, here's 10 minutes of, you know, news or about this topic or whatever, you could totally do a 10 minute. There's like, there's no rules when it comes to podcasting. In a lot of ways, it really feels like it's that last little wild west of the internet that's still out there where there's infinite number of ways you can approach it and do it. And so I say you just got to do what works for you. And then as you get to know your audience, you'll kind of discover if they like the longer ones or if they like shorter episodes and then you just sort of adapt to your audience. But there is no right or wrong. There's no like, this is the perfect podcast length. Personally, I stick try to stick to about an hour um, and sometimes I go over. There is no perfect podcast length except for Tom's. Right. If those are, That's the gold standard, yes. Yes. Yeah. Heather, just great, is Tom's wife. She was YouTubing before him. Mm -hmm. She has great freaking channel. Heather and I run a YouTube mastermind, kind of like a group coaching thing. And he, he was a member and got his channel off the ground and just super cool guy. And he uses great microphones. So. Cool guy. Hey, another yeah. question from Robert. How about having both an audio podcast and also video? Twit does that. This is a good question. Yeah. On these live streams, I turn them, I edit them and I turn them into shorter podcasts. I'd love to hear your opinions on this, man. Oh, yeah. My opinion totally changed on this. Uh, if you had asked me a year ago, I was like, audio only, don't waste your time on video because adding video into your workflow is a whole separate beast that now you're, it's just so different. And even what I've noticed is a lot of times when people watch a video podcast, they watch it and then they look away and they just end up listening anyway. So I was like, why are you going to do this? Why are you going to put this whole thing together just so people can still listen to it? However, I was wrong because video podcasts are huge in popularity and only getting more popular and there are definite benefits to them when someone talks about something and they're like showing it or they see their hand gestures you can see their facial expressions some people really prefer that so i do encourage if it's an easy thing to do video podcasting is great and then you put that up on youtube and put the audio version out on everything else it doesn't have to be a super polished video podcast like if you have a streaming setup and you got five old sony handycams hanging around Sure, you could do it that way, um, but you don't have to do that. You could literally take a GoPro that you might have or take one camera and just sort of set it up and record. That's what I've been doing, actually. I just sort of come in and sit down. My camera's already here. I just record it directly into Ecamm, and then I have been putting a video version up for channel members and Patreon, so it's not a public video podcast, but I've also then been experimenting on, like, how can I add in graphics? How can I have the cameras maybe switch automatically so every week it gets a little like just taken up a notch but it's not it doesn't take that much extra time because i'm not turning it into a video editing project personally i'm not doing anything like that it's just hey if i'm going to be here talking the camera can be recording too part that sucks is that i have to like look presentable and get everything ready whereas i used to just be in here like in a blanket just like podcasting you know and uh you can't do that anymore hey i'm doing podcasts I do this full time. 
you do this full time. I know we're both doing it because we're passionate about doing it. We're not sitting here doing it for the money because it'd be a way different channel. Can you make <laughs> right. money doing podcasts? <sighs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. For, well, I, it's, it's fine. For, for the record, I have made zero dollars through podcasting. For me, the podcasts are fun and they're also a good form of credibility because if I'm talking about this stuff on my YouTube channel, I'm talking about microphones, talking about podcasting, talking about all those things, you can then go see three different podcasts where I'm doing the stuff that I'm talking about. I think that's really important. But monetization, certain platforms like I think Buzzsprout just implemented that. That's what I use. I use Buzzsprout. Anchor, I used to use, you can put in ads almost the way you do on YouTube. You're not going to get a ton of money from that. You can find sponsors to put ads in your show. But the honestly, unless you're somebody who has thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads every week, you're probably going to end up maybe 20 or $30 per ad. It's not really going to be a lot. You can find people that sponsor a whole season. It's sort of creative and you can approach it however you want. I have kind of just stuck towards the idea of like Patreon and channel memberships, which you work with your audience directly. If they like the show and they want to support it, they can do it that way. And then I'm not dealing with brands and stuff. I'm not stopping the show in the middle to read an ad or, or anything like that. And that's kind of what I have been doing. But I, I do uh, have somebody I know recently. This is a crazy story. They they work in, I forget exactly what it is, but it's some area of IT. And it's so niche that we started talking because they wanted to start a YouTube channel. And they were like, my channel is going to be too niche. Like no one's going to subscribe to it. And I was trying to be encouraging. Like, no. It, it's a great channel. Niche is great. You know, you're going to appeal. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Like the most popular person in this space who's been doing it for years has 3000 subscribers. Like there is a hard limit <laughs> on this content. And he's like, but po my podcast does great. For some reason, it just really resonates with this audience. And he was able to get a corporate sponsor for 10 episodes at like $100,000 for the whole season which then he took the money and put it into like production gear, paying an editor, that kind of stuff. They're making thousands of dollars per episode at that point. I have not heard of other people doing that at that level, but it was like, wow. So depending on what you're doing and who you partner with and who you approach with, it could potentially be lucrative, but I definitely wouldn't get into podcasting because you want a bunch of bags with dollar signs on them. Probably not going to happen, but there's other intangible rewards that you get from it. Dave, Post Color Gear, 100% quality listener to podcasts. I keep going back to the same ones, put them on in my car, especially long drives and listen all the way through. Okay. Yep. Well, then I have a question for you, Dave. You listen to our podcasts. Let's, let's do that. Look again. Look into the camera again. There. <laughs> what just happened? Oh, <laughs> I got to tell you something. Tom's course, which is about podcasting, which is awesome. I took his course and I got out of all the other benefits out of this, I got something out of it I didn't expect. And I'm still working on it because hmm. I'm not great at these live stream podcast things. But what I did was I started taking these live streams and I started editing them after and putting them up as podcasts. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> I, I know you say something about this in the course. O-M-G. I learned not to go down roads for 15 minutes, I learned to try and not say um so much, but I still oh say it. Um, I learned so much just out of the process and my ability to talk on camera in these just from taking already viewing this live stream and turning it into a podcast. Freaking great. And your course, oh. 
rocks. I'm really glad to hear that. It's my first course, so uh, I was very <laughs> nervous. Like I'd been teaching for years, but I was terrified of making a course because you know the world of online courses is very established, and I was just like, I feel like I don't know. I'll just do the best I can, and uh, I am really proud of it and how it came out. And I appreciate you taking it. And you did an awesome job for your first course. Can you stop being so awesome? You're embarrassing the rest of us. I just can't <laughs> help it. It's just what happens. Over at the university, I'm really fortunate. I got a ton of courses over here, free and whatever, and color, which I left the sale price on till tonight instead of Friday. Free courses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You'll notice I got Curtis Judd, who is awesome. I have like seven or eight of his courses here. Thank you, Curtis. Excellent. Great course. Look at right here. That is the Tom Buck guy who has graciously allowed me to put this course up over at the university. You really should check this out. This is just... It's so good. If you're even interested in podcasts, boop, I just posted a link into the university to get oh, there. There it is. This thing's great, dude. Kudos. Oh, thank you. It was so scary, but really, really fun to put together. And like now I'm excited to do, you know, to do some more. Because it's really good. I have older courses that you don't see anymore <laughs> that I did like five or six years ago. My original YouTube course was 82 lectures and covered everything. It was mm -hmm. stupid. Wong. And people couldn't confront it. A lot of valuable data. And I go into Twitter. I show them how to create an account, how to log in, how to change it. Like, That's its own course right there. This whole course was massive. And a lot of people got a lot out of it. And then I changed it up to the recent YouTube course, which is shorter. A lot of data in there. It just says, hey, here's the 21 things you do. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing anything else, or you're listening to other people going blah, 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 what you should do, then you're stupid. No, I don't say that. <laughs> anyway. That course, dude, not only well done on getting it done and putting it up, it's first course. See? Stop it. <laughs> I mean, You're I had awesome. to teach high schoolers for a decade to get to, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's some dues paid there uh, in terms of keeping oh, yeah. attention and keeping things simple. You paid but... a lot of dues. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I mean, it was great. But yeah, there's a you really learn how to like, let's not do anything for more than 11 minutes at a time right now. Like. If you're thinking course. about podcasting or you're like, I don't know if I should or not, go take the course yes. right now. Yes. It's a four parts. It's uh, it's the whole thing is two hours, but you have homework assignments. So you actually got to do stuff. So it's going to take longer than two hours to do. But the point is, and the thing that made me comfortable doing it was like, I wanted to make it like a recipe, like follow these steps in this order. At the end of it, you have your first episode done. You've got it uploaded and you can literally click the button to to send it out to everybody and once you've done that you've also built a workflow so you can just keep doing it again and again i tried to like mimic a recipe as much as possible do these ingredients this way get this result I think it does that pretty well so that's the purpose of the course is to get you out there get your podcast up and running cool man i love the course i really do yours Thanks so much i appreciate it jake sloan's and the ones i have for curtis up there i don't post those up there because i'm like hey i'm just gonna post a bunch of crap up there I post them up there because I made the university to help others with stuff. There's a voiceover course on there. I've done voiceovers, yada, yada, yada. This guy does this voiceover course. He does this full time. Mm -hmm. He makes a ton of money at it. He knows what he's talking about. You have done a lot of videos on the Roadcaster. Yes. Yes. It's really cool. It's great mm -hmm. for podcasting and everything else. I know I'm going to end up buying one of these. I don't yeah. even know why I'm asking you. <laughs> why? Would I buy a roadcaster for my live streaming other than oh. going 
I have sound effects. Sell me, baby. Do it. Okay. So let me tell you about the Roadcaster Pro. Let's jump over here to uh, camera eight. There's my Roadcaster, my trusty thing here. Honestly, you don't need one if everything's working okay. But here's why I love mine. There's a couple reasons. After putting together multiple podcasting setups where I was running mics into mixers, into recorders, into signal boost, all this stuff. And then the Roadcaster showed up and it was one thing that does everything. You got four mics, you can bring in computer and USB and auxiliary inputs. You've got sound pads, you've got built-in effects processing. And it's one little thing that just sits on your desk and it looks cool and it's easy to use and it's got giant buttons that are easy to press. It just saved the day and the quality is amazing. Like as soon as Rode announced that, I pre-ordered it immediately. Because for me, it just solved so many pain points that I had been dealing with for years. I don't think they expected it to be such a good tool for streaming, but now it it is and Rode seems to be embracing it and they're doing something that a lot of other, I sound like I work for Rode, I do not. <laughs> it sounds like they're, they're doing something a lot of other companies don't do, which is it gets updated constantly with firmware updates. Like the, the most recent one is now it has MIDI functionality. So you can you can even set the sound pads to like change camera angles in Ecamm or OBS. What? Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a little funky because it's a beta. I have a video about it. So of course you do. Yeah. And, and actually, you might like this because they, the MIDI functionality is more compatible currently with Windows than Mac. So I made a video to figure out how to do it a little bit on Mac. It's awesome. It works really well. It can do 48,000 kilohertz, hertz, makes it very video compatible where you're not going to have audio drift or, or quality issues or anything. And then for me, that was the thing. Like I got it, I ordered it, I made my video. And that video is still probably like my second most popular video on my channel. That really took things off for my channel and then pushed it into a direction of like podcasting and streaming setups. That kind of like helped my, me figure out what my channel was. And it is no small leap to say, that had I not gotten the Roadcaster and without it, I wouldn't be able to do this full time. So it is a very special thing to me that I uh, that I absolutely love the best 600 bucks I ever spent. That's a hell of a statement. Easily. Hey, Road, <laughs> there's a lack of reviews on the Roadcast. 16, 17. Across the internet, I'm willing to do a review of the Roadcaster that I don't know about or know how to work in exchange for one. See, that's a great <laughs> angle. It's like, okay, this thing's been out for a while. Is it really just take it out of the box and use it? Or like, that would be a great angle for a review. <laughs> I think no. it's a great idea. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got comments. Let, let me go through some of these. We're talking about Clubhouse. It's great for spontaneous conversation. This is a smart lady right here. I know. I have one of those too. Well, not one of those, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You have a Heather just create? I have a bot. <laughs> That's actually creepy. I'm sorry. No, I have a wife who's just, if you took my IQ and multiplied it by 100 to 100, what's your process in creating the content? Before you say something, it is all covered in the course. Yeah. I mean, the podcasting stuff, the course covers all of that. I'm just about to wrap up. This week is the season finale of season four of my podcast. Then I'm going to take a break. And then in that break for about a month, I'm going to outline season five to kind of like give it a little more structure. But podcasting wise, I like each season to be loosely based on a theme. Maybe it's creativity. One of the seasons was like starting a business and it followed our journey as we like incorporated our LLC and everything. So like loose themes like that. And then for YouTube stuff, I just sort of have I have a running list of like audio related videos, video related videos, podcasting related videos, streams and just random ideas. And I just sort of kind of pick through what I'm in the mood to do. 
<laughs> and then I, I make that video. What he just said is absolutely true, but I'll tell you, when I took his course, it's not that it's complicated. There are so many things did not think about, mm -hmm. didn't consider. And again, for me, everybody has, like, they'll take a course and they're like, or they'll watch a movie as an analogy. They'll go, the best scene was blah. The other person is, well, the best scene is blah. Mm -hmm. It's the same with courses. For me, the best part was you take your video or what you've recorded, and then you edit it and you put it over on your podcast. I sat there one day. I mean, I literally did that after watching the course on one of my live streams, and I edited that for five hours. <laughs> yeah. So the course is two hours, but I did it for work. five hours and I was fascinated anyway. Yeah, uh, no, that's a fun road to go down. And you really like you said, it, it helps you. You don't realize the, the sounds you're making with your mouth. You don't realize the filler words. It helps you become a better. Exactly. <sighs> I'm a graduate of the course. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, Dave's got a question. Oh, I love Dave. I love everyone here. Dave's they great. great I love his podcast on this stream. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. On the yeah. color thing. He's on this show. <laughs> this, yeah. This dude, it's a new color course, which is made for people like, should I, shouldn't I, what I do? It was made specifically for people to understand all the basics. What is a vector scope? I did a video of that recently. And Dave, he's not responsible for the course content, kind of looked over my shoulder and made sure everything I was doing is correct. Because this guy's like, he's, he's a color legit. ninja. He knows what he's doing. His question is, how did he start land that first podcast? Yeah, that was, uh, I was teaching digital media and it was actually our the school district I was working for. They had um, their communications director was doing a radio show and the radio station went out of business. So every week she would have a live radio show, it was like AM radio, and it would just sort of be like news and updates about education and, and local school district stuff. And then they went out of business and she came to me and was like, hey, could you guys put together a podcast? And I was like, I have no, I had no idea how to do that. I'd totally love to do that. It, it was a bunch of like video shotgun microphones running into a Zoom H4N. Like it was a bunch of video gear that I just kind of like pieced together into a little podcasting setup. And then that's when I learned how to like, okay, this is how you host it. You get your RSS feed, you put everything out there, you develop the artwork. This is how the descriptions work. And, you know, all that part of it and then the show actually got like kind of popular we were sort of up there in like the education section of the itunes charts and actually they still do it i haven't worked at that school in like five years but they still do the show yeah and, and eventually like after we did it for a while what was really cool was our district superintendent was like this is great like give me a list of what your dream setup would be and it was all run by the students too so like i kind of like directed everything but it was all students doing the recording the, the editing all that stuff um, and so then I was like, this is everything. So we got a bunch of like SM7Bs, a big old mixer, some nice boom arms, some soundproofing. We put together a little studio, which was awesome. And then, of course, students started wanting to do that. So then I started helping students figure out how to produce and launch their own shows. And then I went to five years ago, I switched to a different school and built another like audio podcasting studio from the ground up. Where it was a very similar thing of like, and we would even work with like our, our city government to do like city podcasts and stuff, audio work, students doing their own thing, which was just so cool. That one was built around a roadcaster, which was cool. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Wow. That's 
kind of how I figured that out and jumped into it. It wasn't like the most exciting content necessarily. Like here's the new changes in nutrition laws for school lunches, but it was an amazing learning experience. And then to really like to pull in different students and help them launch their shows, which, you know, some of them did one or two episodes and some of them did them all the way through college. I just had this thought, but it's the same with my YouTube Academy members and pros members. You can YouTube anything. And I think the same with podcasts. If you're starting a podcast, just because I do basic filmmaking, let's explain this stuff and everything else. I mean, I could go off and podcast on my favorite movies or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, it can totally be. It, it can be a great chance to like, you know, a lot of people always say like, I'm going to start a second YouTube channel to do like this other thing. And your podcast can kind of fill that void of like, well, maybe I want to talk about this stuff or show this side of me that the YouTube channel may, maybe doesn't, it just doesn't fit or it won't be beneficial for the channel. You yeah, can totally do that over there. That's cool. Jared Rockies, Rim Jam Films. How about a shorter video version of a podcast for YouTube and a long form audio version for, say, I mean, I would say it's all about your audience and what your audience wants. I think that's cool because you'd be playing towards the YouTube side of things where everything is concise and it's not super long form. Although I did watch a four and a half hour commentary video a few weeks ago on YouTube. So wow. I, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But anyway, that could be cool. Depending on your, it's all just about your audience. And so many people have so many different audiences. That's what I was talking to a friend the other day and he was kind of asking like, so what's the deal with YouTube? Like, are that many people there? Is it too crowded? And I was like, the site has over 2 billion active users. That's a significant chunk of the earth's population <laughs> are, have YouTube accounts. So no, there's plenty of space. And, and that means your experience, my experience, everybody's experience can be a little bit different. And the audiences are going to be a little bit different. And if it's working for you and it's working for your audience, then it works. And it's the way to do it. Robert Shaver, what new features do I get if I join your YouTube channel? What is the advantage over subscribing? Oh, right now on, for me, my join, I just started it up. You basically are saying, I want to support the channel. I want to make sure you can keep the lights on. I have a lot of lights. Not as many as Tom. This stuff takes money, man. Like Tom, both of us. And I'm not going, give me money. You believe in what I'm doing or Tom does. You want to support the channel. You want to support what we're doing. It helps. The benefits for me right now, you get a little icon on your thing and you get to use the law thing. I've considered adding more features, special videos and everything else. Currently, I don't have the time. Next mm -hmm. question is, I should have asked which basic filmmaker university class should I take to learn something about <laughs> joining a YouTube channel? I don't have a course on that. <laughs> but if you have any other thing else you would like to learn, you got Tom Buck, Jake Sloan, Curtis Judd, and myself, and more coming. Dave, yes, I listen to both, mostly Tom's. What? You son of... No, joking. <laughs> hey, I'm so new at this. If you want to like check it out, listen for free, stuff like that, then go ahead. I think they're fun. And I'm enjoying doing it. And I'm They're learning great. something new. They're great. And you were doing it a while. Because I remember a while ago, you had a podcast that was all about earning money and like kind of getting out of your own way in terms of like, you can actually make money creating your stuff. That was hugely helpful. I know that was maybe like a year or two old at this point, but such a good episode, really helpful for like letting me to just kind of like hit myself upside the head and go like, yeah, it's okay. It's not totally evil. You're not ruining everything just because. You can also make money doing this. So great, great stuff there. The money podcast. I think it was titled something like if you don't like money or you're snarky or this will <laughs> piss you off or something, don't listen. I also have a course on money that I made at the university 
years ago, and I originally, I'm going to remake it, I originally intended it for more very corporate and conservative people who would like to make more money. So it's very corporate and conservative, not me. I'm going to remake it. All the data is the same. In fact, I have a book mm-hmm. and an audio book on that. It's a bit of a different take. Anyway, we're talking about you. <laughs> Tom, is the video podcasting course coming? No, it's done. Wait. Video Video podcasting, podcasting course. Yeah, my, my course is all about audio podcasting because video is a separate thing, but uh, I have ideas. That's what I will say. It is a video podcasting course. I took the course. I watched it. If you have any experience on doing YouTube, you will totally be able to yeah. apply what he's talking about, not only to doing podcasting, but to your videos. I promise you. Yeah, Money back guarantee from Tom. <laughs> there's the link to the podcaster playbook. Hey. <laughs> Soundspeeds, are you using the worker bee to test as part of a video or using it all the time? Great question. I just got this one last week. So this is like the third time that I've used it and I really like it. I am doing a video about it because the history of the company, I'm sure you know, is is really interesting. It found it was created by the founders of Blue, but then went to Gibson and then now it's been repurchased. It's this whole thing. But these microphones are awesome and they also make some USB ones, so USB microphones so i ordered one of those but anyway i'm just checking it out over the past year microphones kind of became like a hobby i guess i don't know i'm just super interested in different microphones what they sound like what they can do the histories of them the design engineering that goes into them something about microphones is really fun to me and i don't know what that is so i just like trying new ones and checking them out and this is also a condenser so i'm really really new to condenser microphones and it's fun to try out melissa boyd hi I have the YouTube Academy course. It's actually really popular. Try to sell this stuff. You want to take the course? Fine. You want to spend the next eight years trying to figure it out? That's okay. It really is. That's what I did. There's also a YouTube pros offering where every Wednesday I get together for at least an hour with all the people in that offering. Go over YouTube. We talk. We discuss biz. We discuss videos. We discuss, we look at channel reviews and everything else. This lady, I don't know how she developed this. I've tried to take and condense saying something down into like a paragraph and she can instantaneously come back in the meeting and in one sentence say everything I said. Drives me nuts. That's a nice skill to have. It's a great skill. <laughs> Tom, did your review of the Roadcaster Pro tell the algorithm what it needed to connect <laughs> Heather to your channel? <laughs> no, this, wow. was, uh, this was after we were already living together and happy together. Um, the thing with Heather, which is super weird, Honestly, like when I say the algorithm was I was looking up boosted boards because I had been watching a lot of Casey Neistat. So it was the natural next step. Um, And Heather had had also done that prior. So she had a review on a boosted board. That was the first video I found. And then I had also, which is not something I really even told anyone at the time. I had booked a trip to Iceland and Heather had done it, had gone on a trip to Iceland. So she had like a packing tips video. So then the algorithm was like, you're going to Iceland, here's a packing tips video. And then she also was doing digital media, like coaching and advocacy, education kind of stuff. So then she had a video that was like digital media literacy. And I was like, that's what I teach. Like all these three very bizarre things. The algorithm was like, boop, boop, boop. That's when I left my very first YouTube comment was on her channel. Cause I was like, I, I think I need to like reach out to this person because it was just so bizarre. There you go. If you're not married, you want to find someone awesome. <laughs> leave comments on YouTube channels. Yeah. If you're not married, you want to find someone awesome, and you leave a comment like that on my YouTube channel, I'm deleting it. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, the algorithm and YouTube comments played very positive roles in my life, ironically. <laughs> hey, Robert Chaver, this is actually a really good question. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, I really, this um thing is driving me freaking, now that I know it is it, now that I took the course, now that I'm editing these, every time I say um, my soul dies a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. Robert Chaffer has a comment, and it says, good question, please define podcast. To me, a podcast is recorded audio that I can download to my phone and listen to it offline. Is that what you mean by podcast? I think that's a very good, like, traditional definition, and that's probably what I would have considered it, but podcasting now, I mean, I think of it as, like, radio shows that aren't on the radio, like, online radio shows, basically, so could be something you listen to offline it could be something you stream and it could also be a video version so you you think of almost like long form spoken word content is a very general broad way of thinking of podcasting there's so many ways you could take it because you could do a narrative fiction podcast you could do a music-based podcast you could do conversational stuff but yeah long form spoken word content that's available online dd jones tom how did you know it was time to switch to podcasting full-time well, j just for, for clarity and transparency, YouTube is definitely where the, the full-time stuff and podcasting is the complement to that. But it was it was really just my YouTube channel was generating enough revenue that it was getting my attention, you know, in terms of it was equaling and surpassing my career paycheck. I was feeling burnt out at work and I knew, okay, as a, you know, credentialed teacher, I could get a teaching job again in the future at some point. But this thing here where like I've got a little bit of traction on like this YouTube thing and podcasting is helping me to build that traction, that opportunity might not be there for a while. And if I didn't take that, I know that I would have regretted it and you cannot fix regret. So 10 years from now or five years or whatever, when I look back and was like, I really wish I would have done that thing that that would have eaten away at me. And I just that was kind of thing that just pushed me to to just go for it and and just <laughs> hope for the best. Sweet. Forgive me for my stupidity. Michael, my friend in Ireland, incredible photographer. I think he's retired now. There's a video on there. I think he just reached 8 million views. Jeez. Yeah. Forgive my stupidity. We talked about this. Stop that. You're your own worst enemy. Don't do that. Now Michael's gone. But surely a video podcast is just another YouTube video by another name on another platform. Yeah, I mean, it, it is like, what's the difference? Why is this a video podcast and not a YouTube video, especially if it's on YouTube? It is a YouTube video. <laughs> it just is. I, I think it just helps contextualize it for the audience to say, this is a video podcast. Now they know what they're getting into. They're not coming into it for a, a review or a tutorial or, you know, maybe the quick, crazy editing of a typical YouTube video. It's, I think it sets the audience expectation when you call mm -hmm. it a podcast. What do you tell them when they're late? Uh, why, why are you late? I was going for report to the principal's oh. office. Sorry. <laughs> well, I would mostly just sigh to myself and, and frustratedly mark tardy. That's what I would do. <laughs> just be like, we should take roll call every live stream. <laughs> That's kind of a, oops, I almost said it. Kind of a move by a person named Richard. Sound speeds. I love the worker bee. Tom, you should watch my video about the king worker bee. I dive deep. If you ever want to talk microphones with me, reach out. Oh, dude. Yes. You're the person I need to talk with about that. Dominic Cicero. Is that the Tom Buck? That the. is the Tom. <laughs>
Fuck. Dominic's oh, a great, damn it. Dominic is young, uh, still in, in high school, but Dominic has a course on like how to make videos. Dominic made a video every day wow. in, was it February? Every day in February did a new video, like done short films on the channel. It's, uh, there's a lot of talent and a lot of skill there. Check it, media. Oh, I think the B mic can be a bit louder. I'm listening with headphones and Kevin's mic is much louder. That's probably because I'm eating my mic. Both mics sound great. Nice live stream. Yeah. I bumped up my audio a little bit, so maybe that'll help. Or I could just, I could eat the, eat the B. Now you could do that and then you'll have a thing and you could make merch. Yeah, eat the, eat the B. There we go. Buy oh, my merch. I don't should reach out to them first. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do a line of t-shirts. Now I just need to find... <laughs> A woman colorist who has a YouTube channel, <laughs> plays guitars, and likes cameras. Come on, algorithm. She's out there. Sound speeds. My biggest issue with filler words is that I'll be thinking about one word over and over and over again and not say that word, but I'll automatically start using another word in its place. Did you get that? Yeah, it's like if you like. If I, if I was very self-conscious of me saying like, and so I was saying, okay, don't do that, then it would almost unconsciously replace that. I don't know. I have I have filler phrases that will they're not there all the time, but it might be something if you and I are doing a podcast, something like I, I did one where it was it's tricky for some reason was popping up. So every time the person said anything to me, I would say, yeah, it's tricky. You know, you got to do this and it's just really tricky to do this. And it's tricky. And I was like, why do I keep saying <laughs> like it just I can't stop. Uh, and that'll change week to week. But it's really annoying. I think the only thing that I've latched on to and I've been saying, I've been saying this for years. I didn't invent this. Um, um, dude, you have so broken me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's a good habit to break. Is blah, blah, blah. I finally made it into cups and t-shirts. I even have a mask that says blah, blah, blah. And people love when I say blah, blah, blah. So I made an icon that says blah, blah, blah. Tired of that yet? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm very frugal, so I will never subscribe to podcasts that are only streamed to me via the internet. So Spotify attempting to gain a stranglehold on podcasting is not something I will participate in. Ooh, ooh, can I say something? <laughs> this is something I sort of know about, and then you can correct me. I was also kind of there, but a lot of these podcasts, for instance, mine, I use Anchor. Tom uses something else which he recommends, and I haven't yeah. listened. And in about six months, I'll come back and tell him he was right. It repurposes those to Spotify and Google Pods and Apple Podcasts, and blah, 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 like mm -hmm. five or six different things. So it's not like you're only relegated to Spotify. I believe, I think some of those services allow you to download, right? Yeah. Your whatever directory you want to submit your show to, which most people submit their shows to, at least the big ones, Apple, Spotify, Google, but then you do iHeartRadio, Amazon, Pandora, you know, all that. And you can use whatever podcasting app you want. It could be the one that like comes with your phone, like the Apple podcasting app. Or you could find your own. There's things like Podchaser and Podbean and stuff where there are special applications that will just find podcasting. And you can you can do the whole thing without having you can stream it without having Spotify to get involved. So, for example, my podcast files live on Buzzsprout server because that's what I use. And then if you're listening to it on Apple, Spotify has nothing to do with that. If somebody's hosting their podcast on their own website, even if you're listening to it through Spotify, Spotify kind of has nothing to do with that. But I, I also, I like open and independent podcasting too. I say blah, blah, too often now. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
apparently, according to sound speeds, blah, blah has been replaced by wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's a joke. When I got my channel unhacked, I had 10, 11, 12, 15 beautiful people, including Tom and a bunch of others. Come on. We did this huge live stream for five hours <laughs> and I was giving away stuff and sometimes the same thing two and three times by accident. <laughs> It was hilarious. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And somebody would do something. Hey, didn't you give that away? And throughout the live stream, I kept going, wait, 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 wait. And I would have to check. (laughs) That (laughs) That was was, awesome. I I honestly, several times a week since then, I think of that stream and laugh to myself. Something something about something that happened on it. That was like one of the best days. (laughs) It was off the cuff, totally unscripted. And I had all these people in here, 10 or 12 fellow creators who i adore and admire <laughs> you got booted from the stream for a while and i got booted from only the <laughs> i had aaron parecki another channel you should check out debug my live stream while we were live streaming yeah that was cool aaron wow. is really good is what i learned he is he, one smart dude he's man. not faking it on his channel at all shoot vlogs hi i'm watching from india hey man i love the internet please give me basic requirements to start a podcast lots of love thanks dot see people are using these cool icons i need to talk to Streamyard. i'm paying for you Streamyard. at least you can do is have the right icons the ecamm comments do the same thing it'll just say like colon vibes and i'm like i don't know what that is but okay (laughs) i'll let tom talk about this a little bit he has a total course on this which i've included the link for and i know it costs money and i know i'm not going to say that that was going to say narky I know everything should be free. I'm not referring to you, Judah. But Tom can give you some tips in here. You really should take out the course. Let's throw down some tips. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the basic stuff, like whatever you're watching this on right now, use that. So phone, computer, it's got a built-in microphone of some, of some kind. Even the, you know, the headset mics that come with phones. If that's all you got and your thing that's like, I want to start a podcast, but I don't have a good mic or good equipment, that is not a reason. Um, like get started with anything even if it is literally just your phone do that use the voice memo app and you're good otherwise you could go simple route and get like a decent usb mic something like um you know like the samson q2u is a really affordable usb mic that also can do xlr stuff if you upgrade in the future it sounds good there's all kinds i have videos on my channel about this but you can get usb mics for $30, $40, $50 that will sound much better than a built-in mic. Then you could also take it a step further and get like an XLR microphone, which could range anywhere from $50 or $60 to $10,000, however much you want to spend on a microphone. And then you have to run that through an interface or a mixer of some kind to connect it to your computer or like record directly in there. So you can go, you know, your setup can be as huge and complex as you want it to be if you want to use all these crazy high-end mics, or you can literally just take a simple device like your phone and start there. Never, ever, ever let the equipment be the thing that stops you. I love equipment, and I think equipment's important, but that should not be the thing that stops you from getting started. I absolutely agree. Robert Shaver, you want to learn how to speak without those filler words, then join a Toastmasters club. When you are speaking at the lectern, they will count them clicker on each one that's brutal dude yeah i used to do that with my students my senior students uh we would do public speaking and oh my god the first time i did this i thought i thought we'd get through it in a week and i would have them talk they needed to talk for one minute straight about whatever they wanted impromptu speech but no filler words 
And so they just go up to the front and they can just say like, I'm standing here right now. And there's the wall over there. The wall has some posters on it. Some of the posters have blue. And then as soon as they said a filler word, I had a bell that would ding and they have to sit down. Um, it took us three months to get through everybody. It was so hard. After that, wait, wait, wait. After that, <laughs> <laughs> they, we became so conscious of it. And then someone would come in, like another teacher or an administrator would come in and, and talk to the class about something. And they would say, you know, um, we're going to um, do this um, thing um, on whatever. And all the students would just look at me and be like, once you become aware of it through whatever means, you really can't unhear it ever. And it's a blessing. Totally. And a curse. <laughs> I'm getting better. Yeah, I think you're great. Um, I'm getting better. And I'm getting that out of there. The Kevin Basic Filmmaker Unhacked live stream was the best live stream ever made on Tubu. YouTube. YouTube. Not because it was, but to follow up with this comment, because this is true. You even gave away people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it to sound this way, but basically, if you rewatch it, it sounds like I gave away Curtis Judd's daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great for me. Out of all the memories, there's quite a few I have on YouTube. That was one of the best. And it was because of you and all the other people who joined. You're just, you guys are so much fun. I, my stomach hurt from laughing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're an hour and let me rip through these. Courses are the fastest route. Well, good courses from a knowledgeable person are the fastest route. I agree. Yeah. You want to go take my courses or Tom's or someone else's? Then go take them. If you don't, then don't. Go search YouTube. Go watch 1,500 videos. Go spend a month or a year or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. But if you're sitting there going, wow, I want to learn about color, but I'm not sure, and I've watched 100 videos, you just want to slash through all the BS and know that piece of knowledge and go take the color course. If you don't, well, don't. It's really simple. But thank you. Is Tom camera moving or am I still drunk? You, sir, are still drunk. Yeah. There's no camera moving. About. It's completely high resolution, about. stable camera. <laughs> it's just That's great. That camera's great, especially <laughs> since, okay, I shouldn't rant. Maybe one day they'll sponsor me. Screw it, I'm ranting. I pay 20 bucks a month for StreamYard <laughs> for 720 Here we go. Look at this. StreamYard. Hey, oh, look God. at that. <laughs> I get it. It's Servers, bandwidth. Yeah. To dissolve from this to the A7S3. Wow. <laughs> That's quite a difference. Tom, wait, wait, wait. On this live stream was definitely <laughs> worth the price of admission. Hey, we need to go. I went way more. And as you know, I could spend another couple hours with Tom, but he probably needs to go do stuff like make more videos. Promo. Kevin's YouTube course is fantastic. Cut through the BS is no lie. Well worth the price of admission. Correct. Curating content and knowledge is is worth the price. People on the podcast, I'm going to have to cut it out. They're going to be like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <Dead> silent. <laughs> hey, Tom Buck, who's awesome. He's got a YouTube channel. The link is below in the description. And plus, I think in the comments here, podcast course, which is awesome, is in the description. His podcast, would you call it channel? Um... No, it's just sort of like where you can find all my podcasts. <laughs> the where you can find all Tom's podcasts is also linked below. He's an awesome guy. Check him out. When you check him out, make sure to check out his wife's channel. In fact, yeah. don't tell Tom this, but her channel is like way better than his. 
I've heard. Word on the yeah. street is she actually has two. Even she has like a just two one, and that's yeah, great. So I was trolling stuff. you. Oh no, you're just spitting facts. I know, but I was trolling you. I thought you were going to step in that pile of poo called. Now wait a second, and then no. realize you're talking about your wife and back <laughs> no. off. So those are the courses. Go check out. I've pinned the link above for Basic Filmmaker University. You can find Tom and everybody else's. They're doing this again to me, dude. They're, I can't. They're doing the do the comment thing so I don't end. All right, let's do this. You should plug color post gears recap of your unhacked live stream. Yes. Stop staring at me, dude. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. But there's more with the purchase of the course. You get a free um and a second um. Sir, thank you for taking the time for coming on the stream. Thanks for making the course. Thanks for allowing me to share the course with all the members at the oh, university. Yeah, are you kidding? Thank you. I thank you for all your support, all the videos for so many years. I've learned so much. It's been awesome. So thanks for having me here and spending time. I've been looking forward to this and it was super fun. This is fun. I really like doing these. So we're going to cut out. Thank you, sir. Check the links below. Check out Tom's channel and his wife who does stuff better. Brownie points. <laughs> thank you all for joining me. See you all next week.